to Lights, Cameras, Blokes. I am Ned Colin, my co-host here, Sean Culligan. We're, I mean, yeah, we're both ho- we're both co-hosts. Co- we I are. Want, I don't want it to seem like I run this and Sean's just here for the ride. He's very helpful. Please stop emailing me to like try acquire me for big events. I'd really rather you reached out just to the blokes. You know, the bloke's email, we're really at... This is a partnership, wouldn't you agree, Sean? Right, it's a partnership, yes. Yeah. And I'm part of this. Absolutely. So please, I, uh, I, I, uh, links, McDonald's, Subway sandwiches, get out of my, get out of my DMs, please. Ned, okay. Ned between you and me, here's yeah. what we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just throw me under the bus. Yeah. And, and then, when you get all that Subway money, yeah, split it with me. Dude, that's like... Well, they just they offered me like one foot long, and it was to leave their store because I was making a scene. But I, so I don't know. I guess I could. Oh, it is kind of like a good sponsorship. Okay. <laughs> um, but I could send you some of the sandwich, I suppose. How you been doing, Sean? Dude, I'm good. I uh, I went to go warm up some curry for my, you know, my afternoon lunch. Mm-hmm. Walking out of the kitchen, I dropped my porcelain spoon. We're fancy over here in my household. And a porcelain, porcelain spoon. Ooh. Porcelain spoon, yeah. And it broke in half and cut my foot. Oh, so shit. I've been, I've been uh, administering first aid. My wife helped me administer some first aid on my foot, and we are all good. Wait, but, uh, Sean, you may be the first person to stab yourself with a spoon. That's uh, it's It's impressive. Yeah, it's one for the record books. <laughs> well, if you want to see a picture of Sean's open wound, that's at lights.cameras.blokes feet pics uh you know yeah check it out on instagram it's all on our instagram yeah how you been yeah man i've been good i've been decent haven't uh wounded myself lately but i'm back out in the countryside actually i'd i'd say this is a special episode of blokes because i think it kicks off the hay fever season of blokes where i'm going to sound significantly more nasally for the next two months so and if you think if you think I sound different, it's because I am getting over a cold. So that's just that that disclaimer right there. There you go. We both sound our best. You're wounded. <laughs> I'm going to be sniffing throughout this whole thing. This is already a great episode. And yeah. we haven't even talked about a movie yet. Sean, before we talk about what we're going to talk about, you got anything to recommend the people? Recommendations, 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 recommendations. Yeah, um, Kim's Convenience finally dropped season five in the U.S. market. I'm torn. I want to recommend it. I enjoyed it, but, you know, it was abruptly ended. Uh, There was supposed to be a season six. The the last episode's kind of just a quick tie it up and say we're done type thing. Yeah. So... I'm I'm hopeful that they will return for a season six at some point down the line. Maybe things get some beef gets squashed. Some, some I new think writers. That's are my in. prediction, Sean. Beef will get squashed, and you will have a Kim's Convenience like special episode in the next two three years because so many of them want to do it. And I think that I I don't know who the lead is again, but I think he's just burnt out. He needs a few years yeah, to chill yeah. out. If Friends gets a reunion, why not Kim's Convenience? If you haven't uh, seen Kim's Convenience, go check it out, by the way. Go check that out. Uh, I didn't watch the Friends reunion, Sean. I was never a Friends man myself. Uh, Were you yourself a Friends man? No, not at all. Nope. 
I did catch a bit of it. Was very surprised to see them all doing blackface. Uh, pretty, pretty shocking special. Yeah, to be honest. I but think I guess we, that's HBO. You know, you know, it's <laughs> we're we're starting it here. Hashtag cancel friends. Um, it's just unacceptable. <laughs> we're a little late. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, let's get friends cancelled, everyone. Sean, we did it. <laughs> friends. <is like> that. <laughs> wow, that was quick. <laughs> Yeah, man. Well, I haven't I haven't seen the Friends special, uh, really, and uh, I I haven't even gotten that new Kim's Convenience yet. I want to recommend a uh, photography book I, I picked up the Ooh. other day. It's this Liam Wong. It's uh, the book is called Tokyo, but it's spelled T O K Y O O, so Tokyo, I suppose. Oh, I've um, seen this one. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a lot of neon Tokyo nightlife photography, very cyberpunk uh look the whole thing it's i i i've been just i i like to just have it open on my desk i flick through but it's great it's great i recommend it check it out i usually you can find on like vimeo someone like scrolling through the book or maybe i could throw some some pages on our uh instagram to entice the people there we uh, go yeah that's what i've been i've been up to otherwise just you know playing some monster hunter nice nice well ned before we get into it, yeah, I have a few sure. questions for you. Please, I okay. hope you and we'll, ask them. And at the at the end of these uh, three questions, yeah, we'll review them, see how you did. Um, I have all the answers, so don't okay. don't worry. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Number one, three times two. Three times two. That's yep. Six, baby. All right. Uh, the, the second question: What is your last name? Last name. That's. Wait, is your this, last name? Your last. Are name? we doing? Is this identity fraud? Is what you're? Are you trying to get some <laughs> no, like? No, no, okay. no. Okay, no, no, no. It's Colin. My it's, last name's Colin. Okay. okay. Uh, last question. Yeah. What is consciousness? What is consciousness? Yep. I don't know. What uh, to I be awake? Give, to just be, give me. There you go. Okay. Yeah. To be awake. To be. All right. To so observe, let's review. Yeah. Three times two. Yeah. All right. What was your what was your answer? Is it six? Incorrect. It is Kung Fu. Uh, number two. <laughs> what is your last name? Colin. Incorrect. It, it's also Kung Fu. Uh, number three. What is consciousness? And you uh, said something about. Is it Kung Fu? It's Kung Fu because <laughs> there is nothing more powerful than Kung Fu, and we find out in this movie that we are reviewing today that Kung Fu is always the answer to everything we're talking shaolin soccer we're back to stephen chow our last stephen chow episode got a cookery check it out we had mark Medeo on who introduced me to the world of stephen chow i feel bad saying that sean because you've trying to you've been trying to get me on shaolin soccer for a while yeah uh, and i i ignored you sean as i often do to be fair uh, that's all right i should be ignored and then when mark got us on got a cookery i was I was hooked. I was yeah. like, "Give me more Stephen Chow," and we'd find. Yeah, doing now that. now you're Ned Kung Fu, which is a great name. I think you should change we, it to that. Oh, we should definitely do a bit in this episode where we work out our like Shaolin names, like Ooh. you know, Steel Leg and you know, uh, Iron uh, Head kind of thing. We need our own golden golden finger border, golden Go- fingers, <laughs> Goldfinger, Goldfinger, <laughs> that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Sean, yes, we are talking about Shaolin Soccer today, but I did want to do a quick pre-Shaolin Soccer movie review, because uh, yeah. we've 
We've got some fans out there in the world. We're a pretty global podcast. Kara, I believe you know her, Sean. Uh, yeah, I. Some uh, remind me, remind me. Uh, I think um, she's in Australia. That's all I know. I think. Oh yeah, related. Uh, yeah, related to you maybe. Uh, oh, my sister. Your yeah, sister. yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. one. I think I know her. Wanted us to get on Ray and the Last Dragon, uh, <laughs> the the Disney animated film starring uh aquafina i i've not researched much into this uh because this is a mini aside because we've both seen ryan the last dragon we have uh, and uh your sister wanted our thoughts on record there was even Mm -hmm. some fan art i can't say no to you know you send me something you put three seconds of work into and i owe you know i owe that person something right Uh, right as you should as i should so I'm just going to scroll back to when I meet. I Raya's kind of left my mind uh, now, but I'll, I've scrolled back on Instagram to when I just watched it and I messaged you right away. Sean. Yes, I do remember this. Uh, yep. So here's my thoughts. Why the fuck did the dragons come back at the end of Raya and the Last Dragon when the Dragon Gem didn't do that 500 years ago when Kumandra was first invaded by the Droon? What changed? So fucking angry, I want to punch a wall. Also, why is every kid's film about check your prejudices as we are all one people? It's every kid's film these days as if the blight of our society is racist eight-year-olds. The blight of society is those kids' parents, but I guess kill your dad isn't very Disney. And if you killed your dad, the dragons wouldn't come back to the magical kingdoms. Ooh fucking raging right now i don't know why so clearly i was mad <laughs> i i don't harbor this intense level of anger for raya and the last dragon now it's a it's a serviceable kids affair lots of loot lots of plot holes though lots of loose ends plot holes things that don't make sense I, there's a baby that is two or three years old uh shout out to sophie and Kara for bringing this up but yeah a, a pretty pretty apparent if everybody's been frozen for six years, how was this baby born? Yes, that's a that's a big one. <laughs> um, I yeah, I mean you know plot holes and writing laziness and like the dragons coming back at the end of a movie, even though there's no kind of precedent for you to do that, other than you want a happy child friendly ending for your movie. That's all kind of just writing laziness. I can you know I didn't get into. I don't get into Ned, plot holes at the end of the Let me film. explain something yeah, to, to you. talk to me, man. Talk to me. I've made a lot of friends with people that have kids that are between the ages of 5 and 11, right? Okay. Maybe even younger, 3, three and 11. Yeah. Sometimes companies will make something because parents need to get their kids out of the house and just sit them in front of something that's like almost two hours long. I yep. think that's what Raya is. That's the thing. I don't. I am in two minds where it's not for us. We're grown ass men. <laughs> right, right. But I also think you know, kids' media should be thoughtful because you should be. They should have the good minds of, of the youths. Uh, and there's been some great kids' films in the last ten years. And I, I still enjoy putting on, you know, uh, like I'd watch Raya recreationally, not mm-hmm. because I had to, because why not? I'm a grown man. I'll enjoy some animated dragons. Why not? I just, there is a trend in, in kids films at the moment where like it's obnoxiously, like they want to bring up things like 
you know, systemic prejudice, and they want to reflect the kind of issues of the world we live in now. Very admirable, but but when you do that in a very cutesy, oversimplified way, you kind of damage that message, you know, yeah, in, yeah. in and try wrap it in a in a friendly package, which I think does not help a child understand the world that they live in. It, it may even give them a misunderstanding of these issues. Uh, those r- dragons shouldn't have come back. <laughs> is what that, I said. They should have stayed dead. In the end, the <laughs> dragons should have been dead. And there you go. And, you know, it, and there's also the cynicism of it's great to have so much kind of Asian culture, however loose it is, present in a big Disney film and that talent, you know, behind and in front of the camera. But the film was not written and directed by Asian people. It's very much a movies do very well in China, so let's make a movie that on paper should do very well in China. I'm being very cynical about it, but I believe it's a good transition into a movie that genuinely did do very well in China, a Hong Kong movie. We're talking about Stephen Chow. We're talking about... And this dude, he cleans up over in Hong Kong and China. He's breaking box office records wherever he hits his most recent film the mermaid like broke a ton of records let's talk hong kong let's talk stephen chow shaolin soccer let's do it sean why don't you take us away will do oh unless you oh should we give raya a score five (laughs) i give it a five five out of ten (laughs) I'll give it a six because I did like the scenes where the baby was doing some martial arts and parkour. So, I liked when Aquafina was talking. I like that. I like. I like that. I close my eyes. It's like she's talking to me. So wonderful. <laughs> Shaolin Soccer. Yeah. So Shaolin Soccer uh, starts with two competitors, two uh, teammates in a soccer match. Uh, a soccer match. That includes Golden Leg Fung. He's a, a soccer player. He's the champ. And then we also have, and I forget his name, but he, he is the, the teammate. He is the coach of the evil team later on. Um, they're called evil team. They're called, wondering. <laughs> just so they set the record straight right off the top. Uh, his name's Hung, isn't Hung. it? Hung. Yes, it's Hung. So we have Golden Leg and Hung. Golden Leg misses a, a free kick is beaten up by a mob of people on a soccer field and hung goes off a a beautiful transition from hung as a a boy soccer star to the evil team coach and manager a wonderful transition i just watch it for that alone it was great it's Um, great it is great he's walking now as the evil team manager and he is creating this this soccer team of superhuman uh, American drug injected soccer players. The former golden leg Fung, he is now kind of the lackey. He is the person who is cleaning up after the evil team and doing odd jobs for Hung, is banished from the team and uh, starts wandering around. It's Hong Kong at this point and runs into the main character, Played by Stephen Chow, Mighty Steel Leg. Sing. Uh, sing. Sing. Mighty I'll Steel sing. Leg Sing. Which yeah. I only bring up because uh, in Gotta Cookery, 
very endearing. Stephen Chow played a character called Stephen Chow. Uh, and uh, I thought, oh, he's not named after himself in this movie. But he kind of is, because his full name is uh, Stephen Chow Sing Chi. So. Uh, okay. So it, it, it comes he, back around. He carries on the tradition of, Great. of just naming himself after himself. So after this chance encounter, um, Stephen Chow, who is, or sorry, Singh, who is, you know, a Kung Fu practitioner. He is a former Shaolin monk. Um, he is trying to promote his martial arts to the world. He's saying how, you know, if this person had Shaolin in their life, they could do this and uh, this person wouldn't have been fired from their job. We all just need Kung Fu. We all just need Kung Fu. He, this is where he says Kung Fu is the answer to everything. Um, and uh, yes. Stephen Chow saying Kung Fu is the solution to everything. Gold Leg's not hearing it. Is it Gold Leg or Golden Leg? Golden Leg. Golden Leg's not hearing it. That's his nickname anyway. I forget the, right. the dude's name. Fung. Fung. Uh, yeah. the, there's a great moment where Sing like, kicks Golden Leg's can. soda can right, into right. the stratosphere just to show his insane moves uh his, his strength as a as a martial artist uh and then he sulks off to uh this bar i think he's working in mm-hmm. uh no see now i'm forgetting bits of the movie <laughs> there's a lot of goes, lead up that's all i'm saying there's a lot of lead up there's too. a lot of lead yeah. up uh but it's all good it's this all good where, like it, yeah yeah I, I forget what we have seen recently where I'm like, it takes a long time to get rid of... Oh, Jackie Chan. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the medallion. <laughs> uh, the medallion and uh, Who Am I, I've both said take a long time to get where they're going. This film does too, but like it's entertaining. The so entire when, like, the Things time, do yeah. kick off yeah. like 30 minutes into the film. You weren't bored for those prior 30 minutes. They were, they were a lot of fun. Because uh, uh, Singh goes to this uh, dumpling... This little dumpling shop. Stool. Yeah, the uh, stall. He starts singing at the woman running it because she's using kung fu to make these dumplings, and he loves that. And when he's passionate, he says he sings. Uh, and nice. it's, it's very nice. Uh, and he sings this goofy song to her. He tells her she's beautiful. She's kind of... I mean, we go listen to our Got a Cookery episode because this will hit a lot of the this same is, points. Oh, uh, now I'm now I'm realizing why it's so hard to describe these films because it always is a fever dream. It's it, it is a fever dream. It's always a fever dream. Well, but it's a good fever dream. Uh, let's talk. Well, look, I think what the people need to know is Stephen Chow made a, a kung fu soccer movie. Right. Uh, it's a larger than life. You know, Shaolins use their kung fu to win soccer games there's a lot of uh, special effects of people kicking balls and then you know it's very kind of anime <laughs> like yeah, uh, yeah bulls get kicked and they tear through the dirt of the soccer field and burn a hole through the the net and i i'm not a sports guy i don't think you have to be to enjoy you don't you do uh, not have to be shallow no. soccer shallow football i should say hmm. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> um but that's what you need to know. Kung Fu soccer movie, Stephen Chow. Uh, it's a comedy, but it's also like f- 10 other things. Uh, I think Stephen Chow seems to be one of those rare people who can do like 15 different things in his movie. And it doesn't just feel like it hurts <laughs> to watch. Right, right. It's, it, it's it, fun. It seamlessly works. It's a perfect example of this. Is you, you have this comedy that's going on. 
and then all of a sudden uh when sing goes to his to older brother who is i think iron head um to kind of recruit him for this it there is a a a little parody scene that is a parody of psycho yeah yeah yeah. it's it's a horror movie and there's the psycho soundtrack in the background and it works it's not because because it's such a crazy movie because it's a fever dream things like that work through the movie where you would have little parodies and little things it almost reminds me of how each episode of cowboy bebop is kind of a parody of a movie genre this Mm. is kind of like in shell and soccer you get you know the musical scene where they're all dancing randomly uh you get the psycho slasher film you have the sports film you have and so it's it's all it all works together in this kind of crazy chaos. It all works. I don't even think there's even much to spoil. I think you know that, like, they're doing kung fu, there's soccer. Every All of the Shaolin monks are broke, and they had promised their master that they'd never use kung fu to, like, fight people. So they're, they're all broke, washed up. They enter this soccer league with this washed-up soccer coach, and they're out to win a million is that would that have been yuan or or no a it's mil- I, I think they say a million us dollars so uh, a million I, I'm, us dollars yeah. wow and yeah that's that's what the movie's about it hits a lot of the same beats as got a cookery like to the point where like his love interest is a bumbling visually you know visibly scarred, scarred yeah, <laughs> like yeah. uh shy but she can fight <laughs> that is right out of the got a cookery that, that was the thing. It invites the Gotta Cookery comparison. And I'll say now, I think Gotta Cookery takes the edge a little bit for me. Mm, okay. Uh, just like a little bit. Like, uh, I really enjoyed Shaolin Soccer. I'll say that now. And it's a recommendation. It's a recommendation. Let's just, yeah. And then we can start spoiling. We can start spoiling it, but yeah. But the, but the, like like with the God of Cookery and with, with a few other movies, we can spoil this all day long. But you're not going to get the comedic value out of it, so you still should go see it. You can continue listening to our podcast. Please do not turn off the podcast. But uh, <laughs> just know that what we're about to say is just you know it. The finer details. The finer details. Yeah, yeah. Of the plot and 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 some of the jokes, but you know, I think I think as of. With, you know, same as with the God of Cookery, this film's really funny. Like, it's, it's very funny. Stephen Chow's nailed his kind of brand of comedy, and and his humor, and it's very eclectic. It's very like, it's a joke after joke after joke. If something isn't landing for you, then I reckon you know. For me, like, even when a joke didn't land, there's a joke you know a minute later and that's great it visually goes at this kind of breakneck pace again like the the visual gags i think got a cookery took the edge a little bit just of Mm -hmm. how some of the things were framed but this is way more an action move this is way more kung fu heavy yes like there was a a touch of that in got a cookery where it carries most of this film so most of what you're you know it's it's shot like uh a big kung fu action movie uh and it it looks really great for for that whereas got a cookery more a comedy kind of throughout like it's shot yeah kind of as a comic it's a, it's a drama comedy it's yeah. yeah 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 uh and i i want to say the cinematography in shaolin soccer i here's where i'm a little torn because i think you're saying that you enjoyed 
the god of cookery slightly more than Shaolin Soccer. A little more. I want to see the god of cookery on like a Blu-ray or something like that. And I want to compare both because I think that's where the edge would come out. Right now, I am saying I like Shaolin Soccer slightly more than God of Cookery, just a, wow. just a hair. Um, and I think it's because of the cinematography. So Andy Kwan and Quen uh, Quen Park Hyun, they they did the cinematography for this. Andy Kwan, uh, he he goes on and makes um, a lot of he's kind of a more famous cinematographer in Hong Kong, I believe. Um, but just the shots of in the the framing the the different types of framing the different types of composition um everything done in this movie is just top notch it's it's great it is really good it's and it's, it's so a good. it's a special effects heavy movie those range from pretty great to pretty bad <laughs> like, yeah yeah uh, and some of it's excusable for the time it was like i think this was 2000 2001 2001 i believe yeah 2001 so some of it's excusable for that reason some of it is like you were seeing similar effects done before then that uh that you know looked a little a little neater uh yeah which uh, you know i i but the effects that do really work really work like there's like a lot of the gags is him uh seeing like just kicking things with these this tremendous force and like dust will shake off the ground and there's a great scene where he like uh, someone's moving a fridge and like can you help me and he just kicks the fridge onto a pile of other fridges and it's a great effect because you've got a C you know a CG fridge being kicked but then the pile of fridges it lands on look move, more practical yeah. so they just move the real fridges and that's a great you know great special effect but then you get a lot of things which is uh shots of like soccer balls footballs i should say uh which you know are clearly not there they're cg <laughs> soccer so, balls like tracked onto people to me that doesn't take me out of it no, at all no like when it's bad cg i get upset and i'll you know you the movie has created this world and now you're like well i don't believe anything anymore you know the the ball that is bouncing back and forth off this brick wall that Sing is kicking is not there, but it still works for the movie because you've established you're going to see some crazy stuff that you would never, ever see. And if it's bad CGI, well, hey, like just continue believing it. And I think that works for me. I think a lot of it works well for me because a lot of the action like has a a real like weight to it mm-hmm. like when he does kick something and the camera shakes slightly and then like you see dust fall off things like it gives right. everything like an impact but then there's just a couple of things like um there are a couple of like cg shaolin monk <laughs> oh the backflip where yeah and I had... there's yeah. a group of like monks that come out of a gate in like early in the movie that are a strange computer creatures yeah. uh yeah i think this is a very like minor i agree with you sean like that you know you've got a you meet a movie like this halfway in that like you are watching a film from 2001 you you can't let like some aged visuals detract too much from that but it just was you know it it a lot of those like carry a big chunk of this movie which is why yeah. i noticed them maybe more yeah also because i can see the god of cookery no, I can see 
Shaolin Soccer and the God of Cookery I was looking at through blocky, uh, you know, pixels. Pixelated, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man. It's fucking slaps. It's, uh, what I, I, I mean, I'm going to keep saying it just like God of Cookery. Smile on my face the whole time. Yeah. Uh, you're never taking it too seriously. So you kind of expect what's going to come. But it's so over the top. You're always you're always guessing what's going to come. And then it's slightly different, right? Uh, yeah. Go back to the parody of the psycho thing. You know he's going to go to his older brother, Ironhead, and try to get him to be on the soccer team. But the way they do it is he like comes in like a maniac and it's a slasher film and that's just hilarious like the expectation he's gonna go back to his brother what you didn't expect coming was the slasher film like what the heck was that so it all works i'm here for it it's great it's really great there's a lot of genre parody but then there's a lot of like very specific parody that i'm sure a ton of it flew over my head uh and i'm sure a lot of it is quite hong kong specific i know uh when he meets up with uh, his kind of love interest, uh, Mew. She and she's like put a ton of makeup on, and she's like really dressed up. I think she's like parodying like a specific like Hong Kong celebrity of the eighties or mm. something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure there are other moments like that where you know I'm not getting it. Right. I mean, right. it's the same with the the God of Cookery. Uh, but then. That just goes back to, like, there are so many jokes in this, like, even the stuff you're not immediately getting is presented in a funny way, like, you you know when you're being told a joke, even if you don't get the gag, so specifically. This is this is something uh, that I, about that character, Mew, she, she apparently is speaking, I think she's speaking Mandarin the entire time, mm-hmm. uh, and everyone else is speaking Cantonese, but, like, that's part of the joke, is she's... <laughs> She's speaking one language, they're speaking another, but everybody understands each other. Uh, and so, yeah, there's things like that where, where like, the jokes will go over the head, but, like, you you will always have a joke there that you're going to be laughing at yeah. and, and parodies and things like that. There's a Bruce Lee parody guy who's the goalie. Early on when he's introduced, I'm like, ooh, he's not a great actor. <laughs> but uh, but then he does the whole Bruce Lee thing really Spot well. On. Spot really on, Really funny. Yeah. That, oh, there's an, there's a gag later on in the film where the guy steps on the field and like cools like this woman who's like I know it's been a secret but I've been in love with you for the last 20 years and it's like out of nowhere it's not been set up at all <laughs> but he's like so I just thought I'd let you know oh I'm no I'm sorry yeah could you just tell your wife I said <laughs> and it's great it's it's a very it's it's a funny movie I'll make the Edgar Wright comparison again because i feel like how it hits its beats and how it's kind of controlled you know how the cinematography kind of right. hits its strides like there's a edgar wright feel and it even feels like a bit i'm surprised my big surprise sean is that stephen chow hasn't made it in like i think he could have made it in hollywood he could have made it in america i've seen him in interviews he speaks very good english like I'm shocked he hasn't been in like a Tarantino film or something. I'm I'm wondering if he doesn't want to. I think that's I what think I think it is. There's there's an ad, uh, like watching these films, and I get the same vibe from Edgar Wright films. Is uh, he's a little different because he has kind of made it in 
Hollywood, you could say. Yeah, too much, I'd say. <laughs> too sold out. Um, I I think I think you get the vibe that Stephen Child's having like a lot of fun making these movies. Yeah, he's having fun casting his friend. It's almost like when I was making movies with my friends when we were in like middle school and high school. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it was just fun. Didn't didn't feel like a chore. You know, you oh, this person's good at doing this. This person's good at biking. We'll have them in the film and do like that's the vibe I get when I watch these Stephen Chow films, where it's like no, yeah, he's 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 happy. You know, yeah. No, I you you would not get anything nearly as uh, creative or expressive as as Shaolin Sucker from like a Hollywood studio. Uh, just because you know sensibility you know not that i'm so cynical it's like well all creativity is stifled in hollywood i'm sure there's a lot of the same bureaucratic nonsense in hong kong but i think like clearly there's a space for stephen chow in hong kong that might not be there in, in hollywood but i'm just surprised like i i didn't see any american credits and the the dude like he's quickly become maybe one of my favorite direct i mean i gotta watch all this stuff now but like yeah. he's two for two in a big way right and they're not just two good movies they're two like great great movies gotta cookery shallon soccer i gotta watch his older stuff i gotta watch his newer stuff but i'm just surprised like no director no like big american director love loves steven chow so much they've like shoehorned him into one of their movies is what right, i'm saying right, right like yeah. that's what we'll do sean that we'll get steven chow the the lights cameras blokes first motion picture it's gonna yeah. it's gonna be probably a horror Tokyo mm-hmm. drift God. martial arts film and and Stephen Chow will make an appearance he absolutely absolutely uh, I don't care what he costs if he's the entire we'll budget the whole, of the movie yeah we'll blow the whole budget on him for sure hundred percent as long as we get as long as we get Sung Kang playing Han in our film we've got Han. We've got Stephen Chow playing Stephen Chow. This is going to um, be a good movie, man. It's good. On the casting alone, I think you've got to, you know, pre-order your tickets, use the code Lights, Cameras, Blokes to get 200% off. That's right. Sean's going to be out of pocket for you, okay? He's going to pay you a little money to check this film out. But I'm uh, there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. Let's give this thing a score. I'm giving Shaolin Soccer a, a strong eight. Strong eight out of ten. I think I gave Got a Cookery a nine. That feels right to me, but I think Shaolin Sucker, like, I'm definitely going to watch again, and it's the one I can most readily watch again because it's available. Although I will say, there's apparently another cut of this film which is about 20, 30 minutes longer, which is the Hong Kong cut of the movie, which uh, people say they prefer. I want to see that. Like why is Stephen? Why is it so hard to get Stephen Chow's movies here, Sean? Yeah, in the that's UK and in America. What's yeah. up with that? Anyway, eight out of ten, Shaolin Soccer. It's great. I think I gave. I want to say I gave God of Cookery a nine. Did I? I uh, gave it an eight. Eight. Maybe. Well, I'm giving Shaolin Soccer a nine. I really enjoy this film, uh, and I'm gonna watch it again. Like probably right after this it's so good it's a also after you've seen it once this is like with edgar wright films i said this uh, this is just like <laughs> this this is just god of cookery 2 the blokes you know the blokes talks, yeah the blokes i mean um yeah. <laughs> we 
like I said in, in, in that episode, you will put this movie on again and you're going to pick up on things you missed, just like you would do if you watched Hot Fuzz or Shaun of the Dead. And I think it's a great background, you know, movie for that for that matter. Uh, but yeah, 9 out of 10, dude. It's great. I think The Edge, honestly, those steam buns. Every time I watch this film, <laughs> I, I see the steam buns in there and the way he eats it, and I'm like, I want that. Like I, I, I want that. Well, it's like I want the the pissing dumplings but. from <laughs> from God of Cookery, but we do get we get a uh, Karen Mock uh, cameo who's Stephen Chow. It was his wife at the time, and she plays Turkey in God of Cookery. She uh, she plays one of the soccer teams they play against. Has two women with like oh, mustaches. Yeah, on. yeah. Uh, and she plays she plays one of those uh, ladies. It's a great scene. But yeah. Sean Sucker, very good film. Sean, what a what, come on now, Sean. Don't I don't believe for a set a whole episode without a a hook, a gimmick, a, a, a short script, a little play, a soliloquy, a poem, a, a short song, perhaps. Sean, what have you got for me? Let's let's play her out. Right, come on. Insert Sean's gag here. <laughs> We'll record this at a later time. Because <laughs> I no literally have sure. nothing. I'm sorry. Wow. Uh, okay. Well, uh, uh, a, a gagless uh, uh, episode. But, uh, but you know, as with all issues, the solution here is Kung Fu. Uh, Sean... Uh, what would you use your Shaolin powers to do? My Shaolin powers would be, okay, golden forearm. Okay. And anything I put onto my arm becomes golden, right? Okay. So put yeah. on a new watch, it becomes golden. And then I could hawk it on eBay for a lot of money. I think I'm using my Kung Fu Shaolin powers for evil, but... I'm just trying to buy a house. I think what you you've you've uh, you maybe mixed up kung fu with alchemy. Oh. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> oh, okay, damn. you're welcome. Yeah, okay. Golden forearm. All right, very nice, man. Well, if we're playing by those rules, uh, I'd use my uh, my Shaolin powers to um, to teleport uh, instantly to the top of the top of the Eiffel Tower. And nice. There's crepes up the, there. Yeah, man, it's the only place I can go there. It's uh, <laughs> just that, I that. <laughs> just, and I can't teleport back. I've got to, <laughs> got to take the long way back. But whenever I want to be in Paris, I'm there. Love it. Uh, thank you very much, everyone, for have listening. A, have uh, a blessed day, everyone. Have a beautiful, happy Easter Sunday, and talk to you soon. <laughs>